0: Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Calvary Live. Jason Vanderveer here with you for the next hour. Looking forward to talking with you, taking your calls, questions, and uh, prayer requests about the Bible, Christianity, your life, what's going on with you. Uh, welcome, of course, to everybody listening on Grace FM here up and down the Front Range, Colorado and Wyoming, and we have, of course, all of our Truth FM uh, listeners in the South Kentucky, North Carolina, Tennessee, and our Hope FM listeners in the Northeast, Maryland, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Welcome to all of you, but then so many listening in so many other ways, probably a few that, that I, I'm not even thinking of, but we got uh, all our GraceFM.com listeners, uh, all of our GraceFM uh, app listeners, those listening uh, on iHeartRadio uh, and on other uh, streaming services uh, and devices welcome uh, to all of you I can see uh, a lot of you around the world right now Ukraine California uh, northern and southern California of course all up and down Colorado Boston welcome to you Nebraska Texas uh, looks like there's quite a few of you uh, this afternoon and we're so glad that you've all tuned in hey the phone numbers no matter where you are if you want to join us on the program 303 Six nine zero three thousand. That's the number if you want to call uh, and join us on the air. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. That's the number to call. Hey, if you prefer to text, there's a different number for that. It's seven two zero three three six zero eight. 720 336 That's the text line. Uh, we'll uh, get to as many texts as we can as well. Uh, do me a favor and uh, give me short one-sentence text, uh, if you can, of your prayer request uh, or your question, and uh, we'll answer as many of those as we can uh, during the program as well. Uh, but why not uh, just put the number in your phone, dial us uh, right now or when you have a moment, uh, either today or um, anytime, Monday through Friday, of course, uh, Calvary Live is on uh, at this same time, uh, at this same place, wherever it is. As I said, you have a lot of options as far as where to to listen from, but uh, always there uh, available for you. You can always go back as well and uh, listen to the Calvary Live podcast. If you want to go back and listen to a conversation or a question again, you can go back and just select... The uh, program date, the original uh, show date. Uh, keeping in mind that in the South and the Northeast, Truth FM, Hope FM, uh, you're listening on a one-week delay, so exactly a week delay. So uh, just pick the program, and uh, you'll be able to to find that uh, on the Apple podcast as well, and re-listen to those programs. Or maybe if you missed a program, you want to go back and catch up. But how about joining me on the air? I'm Jason Vanderveer. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado. You can find information about our church at calvarychapelparker.com. That's calvarychapelparker.com, including service times when you can join us. Next chance you'll be able to do that will be tomorrow night, Wednesday night, if you're going to be in the Parker, Colorado area. Or if you're not, again, technology's is great. Uh, you can watch it live online, calvarychapelparker.com, 7 p.m., mountain time, uh, so just adjust accordingly wherever you may be, and we'll be continuing tomorrow, either if you're with us in person or if you're watching online, uh, in the book of Hosea, we'll be looking at chapters 7 through 9, Hosea, a fascinating book, uh, dealing with the unfaithfulness of Israel, and there's kind of this you know, underlying uh, thing going on where Hosea's unfaithful wife is a representative uh, of unfaithful Israel. We'll be looking, as they said, at chapters 7 through 9. God talks about, you know, what could have been. He says, when I at the beginning of chapter 7, he talks about when he would have healed. And so what could have been had they turned to the Lord and not from the Lord and not turned to uh, other things. So we'll be looking at that, worshiping, and children's ministry, youth ministry, uh, all available on Wednesday nights at Calvary Chapel Parker. And then if you're uh, also available or not available tomorrow, but you want to join us on the weekend, Sunday, two service times, uh, and again, you can watch uh, live online as well, 9 uh, or 1045 a.m. Again, All Times Mountain will be continuing in the book of Ezekiel uh, on Sunday mornings. In fact, we'll be finishing this Sunday uh, most likely, uh, unless the Lord has other plans. But the plan is to to wrap up our study in the book uh, of Ezekiel. If you want to catch our last several studies there, including our last one, uh, which was the second part of our look at the millennial temple, uh, you can do so. Those are all available to stream the entire service or just the message at Calvary Chapel Parker. Dot com. So we've got resources through the entire Bible. You can watch, listen, pick a book, study. It's all available there for you for free. We encourage you to take advantage of that, uh, and uh, that's that's what it's there for, and we're, we're just blessed to be able to do that. But we're blessed with this program here. I'm thankful just to be able to be a part of it. Looking forward to talking to you some more this afternoon, hearing what questions and things are on your mind, 303 690 303-690-3000. That's the number. If you want to call and we can talk, uh, or seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven, if you prefer to uh, text. And uh, we've got a text here. Uh, someone uh, has sent in a prayer request uh, for their brother dealing with, uh, Alzheimer's disease and, uh, and that, uh, they received an answer, uh, that, uh, that their brother's doing pretty well. So it sounds like they had sent a previous, uh, text requesting prayer and that the Lord is working through those prayers. And so, uh, we're, we're thankful to hear that. We always love to hear not only prayer requests, but it's, it's always great to, um, to hear what the lord does, so let 's pray uh pray again, because uh we don 't want to just be asking the lord to uh, to to work, but then we also want to be sure to thank him uh, when he hears our prayers. Father, we do just thank you for uh, this uh, this individual lord that you you 're beginning to touch his life and lord he's he 's struggling, and uh, Lord the body breaks down even. Uh, even our brains begin to break down sometimes uh, at some point and Lord how frustrating that can be for the individual uh, but also for those that love them and are around them and so we thank you Lord that uh, that you're working that you're faithful uh, that you are doing a work and we thank you for this family and for their faith to turn to you and uh, and Lord, we just want to come to you and, and say how great you are, how good you are, how faithful you are, and that you are the one who answers prayer. And so we love you, we turn to you, uh, and we praise you uh, for all that you continue to do. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So hey, I appreciate that. Uh, just want to say uh, thanks for taking the time to uh, to follow up uh, with us. And again, if you want to wanna text us on the program, uh, we'd love to hear from you, 720-336-0897. Let's go to Brenda uh, in Aurora, uh, Colorado. Brenda, welcome to the program.
1: Hi, thank you. Um, yeah. I was just wondering, is the book of Micah, is there any prophecy in the book of Micah that's related to the end times?
0: Yeah, I mean the let's uh uh kind of begin to uh explore the book of Micah briefly. Obviously it's not the the largest book in the Bible, but um it's a very interesting book. It it, it deals with the uh judgment and the redemption of Israel. So like so many books um the prophecy re- there's things that are interesting to us but um but like so many books both major and minor prophets and by the way when we call them that it's really kind of a modern invention there it really just has to do with the size of of those books but but Micah deals with with judgment um at the time uh and at the time uh he prophesied from about 740 to about 680 5, 687 BC, that's, that's the time of Micah. Uh, and so God was dealing uh, first with the northern kingdom, uh, but uh, his main message actually was to Judah. And so Micah predicted the northern kingdom's captivity, um, but uh, uh, then he was also, as I said, being closer to Jerusalem, uh, prophesied primarily um, to Judah. Micah, actually, it's interesting to know which prophets were together. Micah um, was a contemporary of Isaiah, and uh, so Micah and Isaiah were prophesying uh, at the same time, and um, Micah uh, but he wasn't just for that time. Um in fact if you if you look at the New Testament, um, Jesus quotes Micah. Micah's quoted in the New Testament like uh like five times. And um and and uh so it's a really interesting book, but it primarily uh relates to uh uh to Israel, uh specifically to the southern kingdom of Judah, uh to their to their um to their judgment, but also ultimately to their redemption now you asked a specific question as far as end times, and the answer is is yes uh, but again in the context uh, of Israel because they're they when we look at in the prophets of uh, speaking of the redemption of uh, of Israel in particular, there was a near fulfillment, and but then there's always this sense of a far fulfillment, and that fulfillment is yet future, even beyond our time, uh, related to Israel, because the restoration of Israel after the Babylonian captivity, which um, you know was ultimately going to be the the judgment of Judah in 586 uh, or culminating in 586 BC, um, so they came back from that but they didn't stay they didn't continue in their walk with the Lord. They rebelled again and of course then the temple is rebuilt and then destroyed again in seventy AD. And so now in modern times they've they've come back and uh and and their ultimate fulfillment, they're really on the doorstep of that. Ezekiel talks about that in chapter thirty seven, kind of the the, the rebirth, uh, the spirit of God being breathed into the to the bones coming together of the nation of Israel. And so Micah deals uh, with uh, some of these same themes and, and, and things uh, as well. And so you know when you look at uh, uh, when you look at the book of Micah, um, there's condemnation and there's judgment in, in like the first three chapters, but but then he deals with Israel and and the, the reign of the Messiah. Uh, and that's the kingdom age in chapters 4 and 5. So uh, you might have heard that referred to as the millennial reign of Christ. He, he deals with that in, in, in chapters uh, 4 and 5, and then chapters 6 and 7 are, are kind of uh, a pleading of repentance. So uh, in terms of the, prof- the prophetic aspect that you're asking about, the primary chapters for that would be chapters 4 and 5.
1: Oh, okay, so the Ezekiel 37, I've heard that a lot lately, so that yep. is specific to end times because that's when there's going to be a yep. rebirth of Israel?
0: Yep, yeah, and that is, has been, has I would tell you, that has begun to be fulfilled. Um, because when you look at Ezekiel 37, um, in fact, something very interesting, if you go to Israel— uh, and you go to Yad Vashem, which is the the, the Holocaust Remembrance Center. Uh, it just it's on the outskirts of Jerusalem, and uh, and and inscribed on the arch of Yad Vashem is Ezekiel thirty seven fourteen. So even in even in, in, in Israel today, they well they haven't by any stretch turned to the Lord yet. They recognized the fulfillment of prophecy. And so the bones of Ezekiel 37, they've, they, they've, they've rattled together to use the terminology in Ezekiel 37 that, that God gives him. The bones have come together and the sinew and the flesh, the tendons, the muscle, everything. It's all come together, but the body has no life in it. And God is very soon, uh, as he describes in Ezekiel 37, going to breathe life into the nation of Israel. And then Ezekiel 37 will be complete, we know, during the Great Tribulation period, uh, when they come back to the Lord, when they return uh, that final time uh, to the Lord for for good. And, <clears throat> excuse me, so it's a, a fascinating, fascinating sub, uh, subject. So, yeah, Ezekiel deals with that, uh, Daniel deals with it, uh, Zechariah deals with it, Micah deals with it. Virtually uh, all the prophets uh, are dealing with uh, there's a lot of overlap. And so, uh, and Isaiah, as I said, and Micah were contemporaries prophesying about some yeah. of the same things at the same time.
1: So I know Micah, like it references the house of Jacob and how it's like scattered. And at the, I think it doesn't say in the end times, but there's a point, I think, in conjunction with Ezekiel 37. That it all, um, the house of Jacob, comes back together. Like mm-hmm. it's scattered all over the world, and then it comes back together.
0: Yeah, and yeah, and they've been scattered twice. So, like I said, there was kind of a near and a far fulfillment. So, so they were scattered in five eighty. Well, so the northern kingdom, ten tribes, went in, into captivity to the Assyrians in seven twenty two. Um, then there were three deportations of the southern kingdom of Judah uh, I- ending in 586. Uh, Judah was deported to, conquered by Babylon. Well, Ba- the, the Assyrians were conquered by the Babylonians, and so all of the Assyrian captives of the north were were basically uh, in Babylon. They were reunited with their southern counterparts in Babylon. They all returned uh, from captivity 70 years later, according to the prophecy of Jeremiah. Uh, they they returned together. Um, so they were regathered in the land. But, but remember that ultimately their they're dealt with and conquered uh, well the romans destroy the temple in 70 ad and they're dispersed once again for 2000 years only until you know the beginning in the 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 uh 20th century uh the beginning of the 20th century then they begin to regather in the land and then you have the rebirth of the modern nation of israel uh in may of 1948 uh so yeah, it's they, they've they been scattered twice, essentially, and we've seen them being regathered for the final time.
1: Oh, so then the uh, house of Jacob is all 12 tribes, which includes both the northern and the southern kingdom, yep. correct?
0: Yeah, because when they came back from captivity, God said that they would no more be two kingdoms. And so they, they would no longer be, you know, 10 tribes and two tribes, the 10 northern tribes and then... Judah and Benjamin. They would just be be one kingdom. And of course, they were that after the Babylonian captivity, and they are that today. People talk a lot about lost tribes, but none of the tribes were lost. We see uh, very clearly in, uh, in Hosea and we see very clearly in Ezekiel um, that, that all the tribes were, were regathered uh, together in the land and that they came back uh, together. And so we see, you know, when they come back in the land, for example, there's, uh, there's Anna, there's uh, at who is present at the dedication of Jesus in the temple? She's from the tribe of Asher, which was a northern tribe. Uh, we see, of course, uh, Levites who weren't part of Judah; they weren't part of Benjamin. Uh, Paul uh, writes to uh, the twelve tribes, um, and, uh, and 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 so we see different examples in the scriptures of all twelve tribes being represented. Today, they don't really know most. I mean, people will, some people, Jewish people will tell you, well, I'm part of this tribe or that tribe. Um, they, they don't really know, um, but God knows. And uh, we see in the book of Revelation, you know, people designated from different tribes. And we see at the end of the book of Ezekiel an inheritance being given in the land during the millennial reign of Christ to the different tribes. So God knows who's, who's part of which tribe, but they're, they're one nation again.
1: Well, and even today, with we can, people can take, like, a DNA test, like sure. Nazareth.com, all yep. those. And yeah. uh, some people have Jewish in them, like a very small percentage. But I wonder if those people would be also part of the tribe, even their nation, part of other countries. But they still have, because of the migration um, that happened long ago with the Jewish nation, there is some Jewish ancestry in people all over the world today.
0: Oh, absolutely there's more Jews living outside of Israel than live inside of Israel today. so so yeah there, there, there's def, there's definitely still a bunch. The trick is you know while you can know that you have Jewish blood, you can't really tell from from a, that test as far as what tribe you're from. Um, there are some name con, there, there are some surnames that that might give some indication. For example, the the you've heard of the last name Cohen. Uh, you've heard of Eli Cohen, perhaps uh, he's a famous uh, was a famous uh, spy, uh, uh, and you uh, there there's different names. Cohen means uh, Cohen is the Hebrew word for priest. So presumably if your last name is Cohen, you may have you, you may have some uh, Levitical blood. You may be part of the tribe of Levi and specifically uh, descended from the family of Aaron. Maybe not, but, 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 but possibly. So there's certain names that, that sometimes give some indication, but beyond that it's really very difficult other than maybe sometimes there's family traditions.
1: Mm, okay. Yeah. It's all very interesting because some of yeah. us might be uh, Jewish and not even know it.
0: Yeah. Well, I suspect probably the, uh, many people are, and wouldn't that be really cool to know? Uh, and, uh, so, you know, you can, you can do, uh, a, uh, uh, like I said, one of these, one of these tests and, and you can find out if you do, uh, have a certain percentage, I, I forget exactly what it is, but, but if you're, uh, Think it's usually on the mother's side, uh, but if you have enough uh, Jewish blood, you can actually emigrate to Israel uh, if you wanted to. Uh, you're allowed to make what is called Aliyah, and you can uh, and, uh, and and you can you can choose to do that. And many many people have. That's
1: really good to know. Thank you yep. so much for that information. Yeah,
0: you bet. Brenda, I appreciate you calling, and it's uh, fun to talk about that. Micah, Ezekiel, uh, end times. The, the interesting thing is is that you know, while this relates to Israel, it's very important to us because, um, because then uh, we uh, see the bigger picture. Israel, Israel just kind of informs us those things that are related to Israel, inform us uh, related to the fulfillment of all things, which obviously includes us as well. So appreciate, uh, appreciate your question. God bless you. Thank you. You bet. Hey, let's go to Debbie in Baltimore. Debbie, welcome to the program.
2: Hi. Is this Nick
1: Katie?
0: Nope, it's my name is Jason Vandeveer.
1: Oh, Jason. I yeah. love you. Oh, thank and, you. <laughs> very much so. And I love Calvary Chapel. Excellent. And my heart bleeds for Israel.
0: Yes. Well, especially very right much now.
1: So yeah. we're sending money to Hamas.
0: Yeah, I have uh, several friends uh, in Israel. I spoke with them earlier this week. I have uh, one friend that lives in the city of Ashkelon, where they had some fatalities uh, early on uh, related to uh, rocket fire, and then uh, some other friends that uh, live uh, uh, outside of Tel Aviv. And um, <clears throat> fortunately, they're doing well, but there have been some casualties, and uh, also there's just the the daily fear um, that they live in. And uh, people don't really understand that. You, you know, if your neighbor was shooting at your house, um, you know, while your other neighbors were saying, hey, just just make a deal with them, you know, uh, it doesn't really work that way, does it?
1: No. Yeah. No. yeah. I come from a military family. Mm-hmm. My father, God bless him, he's in heaven now, but he almost gave his life. In the war in korea hmm. he said debbie we almost lost that war we almost lost that war he wrote a blank check with memo my life hmm. to fight terrorists yeah
0: and you know it's interesting um that uh This is just going to be the way that it goes, but uh, until the Messiah comes and he brings true peace, you know, no Republican, no Democrat, no administration is going to bring peace. That doesn't mean that they shouldn't try or try to make the situation better. Uh, but ultimately it's going to be the Messiah that brings peace. It's interesting, I was talking to my wife about this the other day, and uh, we were talking with Brenda, who just called uh, just before you, and we were talking about Ezekiel 37, but then you have Ezekiel 38 and 39, uh, which invasion probably takes place right after the rapture of the church. And it was interesting that in Ezekiel 38 and 39, the context is is that Israel is finally living under uh, uh, the... Um, a perceived peace, and my wife and I were talking about this the other day. My wife brought up the fact that what if this situation right now? We don't know this for a fact that this this is going to happen. But what if this situation right now? What if Israel finally is able to to just go in and deal with the situation in Gaza, maybe Lebanon too, and then they are in a in a, a situation where at least they feel safer prior to the invasion of Ezekiel 38 and 39, and prior to that, the rapture of the church. Very interesting. We don't know if that's going to be, in fact, the, the the scenario that will unfold, uh, but one very interesting possibility as we look at these events over there. Regardless, the Bible tells us to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, and that's and that's what we're going to
1: do. I am an advocate of the last case prophecy. I want to teach a class on it. I've been studying it since I was seventeen years old.
0: Well, it's
1: We it's don't a... know the last day. This has been a burden on my heart. It is uh, uh
0: it is uh it is good to study prophecy because God gave it to us because he wants us to understand it, that we might be prepared, that other people might be prepared. Uh, and that we might be encouraged. Hey, uh, let's pray, Debbie, let's pray uh, for the peace uh, of uh, Israel, the peace of Jerusalem. Uh, really appreciate your calling. Father, we just we do thank you uh, that you have made an unconditional covenant with your people, Israel. And Lord, you are drawing them back to yourself. and one day soon they will be as you promised, uh, right with you forever. And Lord we thank you that you you haven't given up on them you you your promises are as sure as the sunrise Lord and so we pray in the meantime as they are bombarded on every side as they are as they are hated uh because they're your people even though they're not walking right now as a whole but Lord we pray for their salvation and we pray for their peace Lord we pray for an end to these rockets we we pray for for uh an end to uh, to killing and to violence, and we pray for- per- their protection uh, from those who would seek to destroy them and uh Lord, we know that we have your heart, Lord, and so uh Lord, bring peace there and accomplish all your will in Jesus name we pray amen hey great uh, great calls, great questions uh always love talking about uh especially about prophecy it's it's uh it's not just a fascination uh god didn't give it to us for our curiosity uh for the sake of our curiosity he gave it to us because uh he wants us to to understand it and so uh i want to give you some numbers we got a we got a break coming up here so it's probably a good time just to grab your phone uh, punch in the number uh or text us we've got all lines open and so after the break we can take uh, some more calls 303 690 3000 303 690 3000 that's the number to call uh, or if you <clears throat> if you want to text 720 720- three three six zero eight nine seven give me a short one sentence text of your question or your prayer request we'll take as many of those as we can uh, during the show also uh and uh i wanted to let you know uh that also uh yeah I, I it was funny because debbie was wondering uh if uh if this was nick and i i just realized that she's in baltimore so she's listening to nick right now from uh from last week so that's why she thought i was nick even though when she called in so so uh, anyway uh you can call in no matter where uh you're listening and uh we'll be here we'll answer somebody will it may not be the exact person that you're listening to depending on where you're listening but uh, but we'll be here so 303-690-3000 if you want to call 720 720- 97. again. Jason Vandeveer, pastor of Calvary Chapel Parker, here with you. You can find information about us, calvarychapelparker.com, dot and uh, we'd love to have you uh, come on out and join us. Not just on this program, uh, but join us uh, tomorrow night for service, seven p.m. Mountain Time, uh, or Sunday nine or ten forty-five uh, a.m. Mountain Time. CalvaryChapelParker uh, dot com. and uh, but we've got a whole. We got a whole other half of the show here, and uh, if the first half is any, indi- any indication, I I think the next half is going to be really interesting. Looking forward to some great conversation. You listen to Calvary Live. We got to take just a short break here, but we'll be right back.
1: Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303 690 3000
0: or text us at 720 336 0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And we're back. Thank you for tuning in to Calvary Live. Jason Vanderveer here with you. Let's go right to the calls. Paul in uh, Columbia, Maryland. Paul, welcome to the program. Yes, hi. Thank you very much. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for calling. What's on your mind?
1: Okay, so I have a question. Um, Mm -hmm. When I pray, you know, part of praying is to worship the Father, to worship the Son. Um, So the question is, is do we worship the Holy Spirit? That's the question.
0: Yeah, no, that's a it's a it's a great question. Uh, and what I think, first of all, it, it's good to have a little background. Bear with me for just a moment, because I'm probably going to share some things that that maybe you're familiar with, but I want to put a little bit of context onto the question. And and that's that. You know, for people listening who may not realize that the Holy Spirit isn't um, isn't a force, but the Holy Spirit is a person. And so, when we look in Scripture, that that the Spirit is the Holy Spirit is God, and that the Holy Spirit uh, is the third person uh, of the Trinity. And so, uh, we realize that it, it isn't just some sort of power or force, but we see that He speaks, He loves, He chooses, He 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 teaches, He guides. Uh, Acts chapter five, he can be lied to. Ephesians four, he can be he can be grieved. So the Holy Spirit is a person, and the Holy Spirit uh, possesses um, deity, or or the nature of the Holy Spirit is deity. In other words, uh, he shares the attributes of God. We see in Hebrews nine that the Holy Spirit is is eternal. Um, if we look at Psalm one thirty nine, we see that the Holy Spirit is is omnipresent and we see elsewhere that he's omniscient and we see that the holy spirit in genesis is involved in the in the creation of the world so and and we could go on and on so so since the holy spirit is a person since the holy spirit is god and 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 we know that god is worthy of praise psalm 18 verse 3 tells us that then the the holy spirit is worthy of worship the son was worthy of worship as well. Jesus in, in Matthew um, 28, 9 and elsewhere, he, he receives worship. And we don't see anywhere that that the Holy Spirit refuses, or we're not told anywhere that, that we should not worship the Holy Spirit. We see angels refusing uh, worship, but we never see... Um, course the Father but we never see the Son or the Spirit uh, refusing worship so the the answer to your question is is yes the Holy Spirit is to be worshiped because the Holy Spirit uh, is God and so maybe a natural follow-up to that well, will be well how do we worship the Holy Spirit and 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 the answer is, is that we would worship the Holy Spirit the same way we worship uh, the Father uh, and the Son
1: okay. Okay. All right, well, well, thank you. That's very good, because it occurred to me, I'm like, gosh, I can think of lots of places in the Scriptures where people worship God, you know, Abba, Father, and there's lots of places yep. in the Scriptures where people worship Jesus, Yep. and i just scratching my head going, well, it makes sense to worship the Holy Spirit, but, you know, yeah. is that appropriate?
0: Yeah, and, and you know, a lot of what the Spirit does is, is in magnification of the Father and, and Particularly the sun, um, but uh, but yes, a- and I'd recommend a good book for you. Uh, if memory serves me right, it, it, it's called Forgotten God, Francis Chan. You might want to check that out. It's all it's about the Holy Spirit. Forgot? It's called Forgotten God, uh, Francis Chan, i H A N. I I'd recommend reading anything you come across by Francis Chan, but but uh, but that that would be a good place to start on on this subject.
1: Okay. Okay, oh, great. Well, thanks so much. Very much appreciated. Bless you and your
2: ministry and yeah. that, um, Calvary Chapel ministry. Amen. Hey, thank
0: thank you so much. I I uh, really want to just say thank you for listening and and for calling and, uh, and 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 thank you for that blessing. God bless you, Paul. God bless you.
2: Goodbye.
0: Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. You're listening to Calvary Live. Jason Vanderveer with you. We've got uh boy, we've got a good good amount of program left here about 25 minutes left we've got all lines uh, are open so if you call right now you are going to get through 303-690 that is the number to call if you want to join us uh, on the program here and uh, if you want to text Three zero three, excuse me seven two zero uh 897 different number for the text seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven, give us a one sentence text of your question, and we'll do our best to answer um, as many uh, of those uh, questions on the air as well now, um uh, there's a text question that came in here uh talking about the sun uh the first child of uh David and Bathsheba. And uh the, the question is basically um you know why did uh did David's son die on the eighth day uh and uh and uh not right away. Um well <laughs> part of that is a good question. Um unfortunately um for the full answer um I I I am not uh, at a high enough level to tell you that. And I don't mean a level of study. I mean uh, spiritual level. Uh, Part of the answer to that resides with God um, in terms of, you know, why he chose to do that. Um, And so we're kind of left to speculate because, um, you know, uh, the the Scripture... um, you know doesn't doesn't tell us exactly you know why um god took the child um you know on the on on the day that uh that he took him and and not right away but i can tell you this that that i have some ideas uh as as far as that um you know when um when first of all when when David realized what was going on, you know Nathan the prophet uh, of course, comes to him and tells him and and obviously Bathsheba becomes pregnant and then she gives birth you know nine months later to this child and then um, and then the child you know doesn't do well from the start ultimately dies uh, but we see David uh you know fasting and and praying and 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 I suspect that that God allowed um, allowed that to go on um because he was well the whole thing is not because of the child right it's it's because God is working in the hearts of David and and in the heart of uh of Bathsheba but uh, but especially in the heart of David and so um we've got to believe that that the reason that he allowed that to go on was so that he could could produce this this uh, repentance and this drawing back of uh, of David to himself. Uh, so um, that's why David immediately, you know, when the child dies, he says, uh, you know, he says uh, his servants are perplexed because then he goes from you know, kind of this this intense turning to God to bathing putting on clothes eating but he's he's fasting he's not bathing he's praying and and so he goes from that and and is and, and it's kind of seems backwards to his servants but you know he he of course has the famous saying he says you know while he was alive you know there there i had hope that that perhaps you know i, I prayed that that the lord you know would be merciful but but the lord took him and and so i'm not going to bring him back to me but i will go to him and uh, so, uh, great, great passage of scripture. So, um, as far as the full answer, like I said, a little bit above uh, my level in terms of that resides with God, uh, but uh, but we can speculate that God was using that uh, to work in David as far as uh, uh, as far as uh, drawing him back into a right relationship with himself uh, after that uh, whole series. Uh, you know just a really bad time in david's life uh to to um put it you know it's an understatement but uh, uh, really a tough time in his life in terms of just being far uh from where he typically was in his relationship with god so hey a great text question i appreciate uh, appreciate sending that in and if you want to send in uh, more text questions, uh, we'd love to take them here, 720-336-0897, short one-sentence text or prayer request, and we'll answer as many of those as we can on the air. And if you want to call, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to pray with you. We'd love to, to hear your question uh, or uh, or maybe you have a follow-up question, something we've already talked about or something entirely different. It doesn't have to be uh, along the lines of one of the subject matters uh, that we've already talked about, 303-690-3000. And we had a caller that, um, excuse me, didn't want to be uh, on the program, but did have a question uh, um, from the Colorado Springs. Um, and they asked uh, about Satan being released um, from Revelation 20 uh, after being bound for a thousand years. And the question um, in uh in there, from uh, let's go ahead and we can kind of take a look over there. Uh, but the question is about uh, where it says after a little while, and uh, so uh, Revelation chapter 20. Uh, verse three it says uh, um, that he's cast into the bottomless pit uh, and shut him up and he set a seal on him that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years were finished but after these things he should be released uh, for uh, a, a little while and so the question was <laughs> what is uh, what is a little while uh, well in the uh, in, in the Greek there um, uh, the The Greek word is micros, which just means little. It's not, uh, it's not specific. It's just, um, you know, it's it's a, it's an un, unspecific adjective. Just means uh, little. And then the other word is a, is a, a word. Um, it, it, it's a word you'll recognize. It's "chronos" or "chronos." Uh, we get the word "chronology" uh, from that, and it just means time. Uh, short, it can be a short period of time, it can be a long period of time. Since it has the adjective little, it just means a little time uh, or a short time. So the answer to the question is, we don't know. Uh, We don't know exactly how much time, we just know that it is a short period of time in contrast to a thousand years. So in the same verse, we're dealing with a period of a thousand years, which, which from our perspective, we would say is a long time. Uh, to uh, a short uh, period of time and uh, when you look at the rest of the chapter and what is going on both before and after uh, I would suggest to you that that God deals with that that rather quickly but is that a couple of days or is that a couple of months we can't say uh, for certain about that the words uh, and the passage don't give us uh, that information it just tells us that it's a short period of time so a uh, good question though There, uh, out of Colorado Springs glad you guys uh, uh, are listening and uh, and tuning in and uh, and so um, uh, you know we love these questions I especially love uh, love the uh, you know It feels uh, like Jesus Christ—well, it's always felt like to believers, Jesus Christ is coming soon— uh, but based on, uh, you know, Jesus told us uh, that there are certain things that we would see uh, and we would, uh, we would know that the day is approaching and, uh, and we are in the last days. Jesus Christ is coming soon. Hey, we've got about 16 minutes uh, left in the program. Plenty of time uh, to take more calls. 303-690-3000 if you want to join me uh, on the program here. Uh, if you want to text Uh, You can do that as well if you want to text your question 720-336-0897 is the text line. So, 303 690 3000, you can call that number and we'd love to have you on the program uh, or to text 720 336 0897. One sentence text of your prayer request or question, and we'll answer those uh, on the program as we're able to as well. I'm Jason Vandeveer. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chaplain Parker. I want to invite you out uh, to join us. Uh, tomorrow night is the next opportunity that you'll have to do that. Uh, we'll be continuing in the book of Hosea, 7 p.m. here, mountain time, if you're going to be in the Parker, Colorado area. you're You can get directions uh, and a reminder of uh, service times at calvarychapelparker.com, 7 p.m. tomorrow night. And we'll be continuing uh, worship and uh, midweek service uh, in the book of Hosea. We'll be in chapters 7 uh, through 9 uh, there. So uh, looking forward to that. Love to have you join us uh, for that. And uh, then also uh, we'll continue this weekend... Plan is to finish up the book of Ezekiel uh, this weekend, Sunday, nine or ten forty-five, and uh, we'll be wrapping up uh, the book uh, of Ezekiel. Lord willing, love to have you join us. Hey, let's go to Katie in uh, Aurora. Katie, welcome to the program.
2: Hi, um, I had a question. So I was Uh wondering um, who the people will be like in the like in the millennial reign. Like, who will be the people there? Like having babies, like
0: just yep yeah, yeah. it's a, it's a very good question so let's let's uh let's talk a little bit about who is populating the earth during the millennial reign of Christ let's back up a little bit to the great tribulation period actually let's back up to just prior to the great tribulation period so the rapture of the church um all Christians who are alive at, at, at the time of the coming of Christ uh 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter four there deals uh, with the 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 rapture of the church, um, and those believers that are alive on earth uh, that are raptured at that time are going to be caught up together with the Lord to meet Him in the air. Of course, believers that have died, um, that's when the resurrection begins at the rapture of the church. Uh, again, First Thessalonians four, First Corinthians fifteen. Then the great tribulation period begins. So you have. Uh, on earth during the Great Tribulation period, um, at the beginning, at least, all unbelievers, right? But then... Jews and Gentiles are saved. We see this uh, in the book of Revelation. Both the Jews and Gentiles saved during the Great Tribulation period. Some of them are martyred during the Great Tribulation period, uh, but some come out alive. In other words, not everybody dies, including believers, uh, during the Great Tribulation period. So they, they come out uh, of the Tribulation alive. Believers and some unbelievers even survive. So then you come to Matthew 25, verse 31, and Jesus says, uh, when the Son of Man comes in his glory, so that's his return after the great tribulation and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. So that's the beginning of the millennial reign. And all the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. He'll set the sheep on his right hand but the goats on his left hand. The goats will go to await judgment and the sheep will enter into the kingdom. So we, this is called, you probably heard of it before, you may even have studied it, it's, it's the judgment of the sheep and the goats. That's at the beginning of the millennial reign, and what it is is it's the, the separation of people that come out of the tribulation. And only believers who come out of the tribulation are going to inhabit the millennial reign in their, in their current bodies. Um, unbelievers go to await a, a judgment. Of course, those believers, both Jew and Gentile, are going to be having children, and and while lifespans will be greatly prolonged, there will still... Uh, be death and and there will be people born who who try to rebel jesus christ will rule with a rod of iron ultimately uh, as we just answered in the last question satan will be loosed and he will lead a a, a very brief uh, rebellion but those people uh are the, the people on earth during the millennial reign of christ are believers who come out of and are separated after the great tribulation
2: okay And then, like the final judgment, is that after the rain? Like, is that? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, Revelation chapter twenty, when we talk about the the great white throne uh, judgment, there uh, at the at the end um, uh, at the end of uh, of that chapter, there uh, that is. So that is uh, what we see then after the uh, beginning of verse eleven of chapter twenty. After the defeat of Satan, his final rebellion, then you have that great white throne judgment and and the dead small and great standing before God. Of course, that's the judgment of unbelievers because no believer is going to stand um, before God at that judgment. There is a judgment seat for believers that Paul talks about in in, in 2 Corinthians Um chapter 5 and elsewhere, but uh, that's a judgment of reward. Um, It's not a judgment of salvation. So the great white throne judgment is for all unbelievers who have lived. Um, and so uh, they'll all of the the dead, uh, small and great, are standing before the Lord. Of course, uh, believers just uh, ultimately at whatever point they go to be with the Lord uh, are resurrected and in their resurrected bodies, unbelievers, uh, presumably you know uh, all dead at some point or arriving at this judgment uh, are are then judged there. But yes, that's after the millennial reign.
2: Okay. Okay, that makes sense. I, well, so, what about um, what about? So, what is? And I know I'm sorry if I'm taking. Dude, no, no, I, no, I'm no, just no. You're wondering about you're Ezekiel 48. Is that? Uh-huh. I don't that's, know. I was reading that the other day, and I was trying to understand like the tribes about.
0: Yeah, yeah. So and, that's Ezekiel 48, a, a, and you're fine by the way. Asking Ezekiel 48 is during the millennial reign of Christ. So, so that's during the thousand-year reign of. Of Christ uh, on earth, the temple that we see uh, before that in in, uh, at the end of Ezekiel, there that's the millennial temple, Uh, and then you see the prince, uh, this this earthly ruler um, that reigns. Beneath the king, that is the Messiah, uh, during, uh, that's Jesus' millennial reign, and the tribal inheritances uh, are specified there during the millennial reign of Christ, yes. That's all during the thousand-year reign. So big picture, 30,000 feet, you have the rapture of the church, you have the great tribulation period, you have the millennial reign of Christ, you have the final judgment, um, then you have the, the earth is destroyed Peter talks about that. Uh, John talks about that in Revelation 21, the new heaven, the new earth, the New Jerusalem uh, and and eternity. So when we talk about heaven, uh, maybe a better term is the eternal state and the eternal state has different aspects. Um, you know in other words, for some who've been raptured, they're in the eternal state, but there's still life on earth. There's the tribulation and so forth. Then you have the eternal state for those that died during the, 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 tri- uh, the millennial reign, that thousand years. But then you have the ultimate state of the eternal state, you could say, after the great white throne judgment uh, and that new heaven, that new earth, that new Jerusalem. So that's kind of a... 30,000-foot view of, of big events that are going to happen, but also what we're talking about when we when we talk about heaven as well. It's good to understand okay. those things. Okay,
2: yeah, yeah, that makes total sense. I've been studying this for a long time, and I...
0: Yep. Go ahead. I lost you there.
2: Helps me there, so...
0: Y- yeah. Well, you know, I think it's probably starting to come together for you. It sounds like it is. And, you know, there's a lot of... There, there's pieces there, and... Um, you know, they're not always defined, you know, for us, or they're, we have ideas about them, and those ideas may not necessarily be, you know, 100% accurate. And so then we come to things and we get confused. Well, you know, when the Bible talks about heaven, what's it talking about? Well, it depends on, you know, at what point. You know, and for whom, you know, we're we're talking about it. When the Bible talks about the end times, well, or the return of Jesus, well, what are we talking about? At, at what point? But I suspect that that like a lot of people, you, the more you study it, um, it eventually just kind of starts to come together, and you, and you get a big picture understanding, so that when you go to any scripture, then you you know you can first zero in on the context, and then know how it applies. Okay.
2: Okay, thank you so much. I really appreciate it.
0: You bet. I'm glad uh, glad you called, Katie. Thanks. All right,
2: have a nice
0: day. You too. Take care. Hey folks, we got time for another call. We can we can do this. 303-690-3000. All lines are open. Jason Vandebier here with you on Calvary Live to text 720 336 nine and uh uh and and so we got somebody uh, texting in uh, a question, uh, and they're sounds like they're listening to the rebroadcast uh, of last week's program, and they're asking. Uh, apparently, there's a question about um, uh, Jesus uh, being gay, and uh, and so somebody's obviously asserted that Jesus was gay, and that you know his disciples were part of some sort of gay church alternative church uh, movement, and uh, this this particular listener has never heard that uh, before. Um, you know, uh, gosh, uh, people and the depths of depravity uh, that they will go to, I'm not speaking about the person that maybe asked about this, uh, but, uh, you know, um, it, it, it surprises us, but it's sad. You know, and um, a lot of times people want to justify their sin, and so they'll vent all kinds of things uh, in their minds. There is absolutely no evidence, uh, no uh, inkling of, of anything to that effect, and so that is just absurdity uh, being forced upon the Holy Word of God, and, and uh, uh, you know, I just... Um, I say get behind me Satan, you know it's just uh evil and uh uh so anyway yeah new to me too uh as it was to uh to our listener and uh you know people have been doing this for a long time they tried to say they've tried to say another one that you know David and Jonathan were gay and they tried to describe their friendship you know uh a- as gay um you know, people want to, uh, wicked, uh, depraved minds want to read, uh, th- they can only see the world in terms of their polluted minds. And so when they look at the Holy Scripture, uh, they begin to invent. Uh, and and impose and superimpose uh, their their own wickedness, and uh, it, it, it's sad that they just they just uh, they need the Lord, and uh, and so we see unfortunately an attempt uh, by many today uh, to to try to justify and rationalize a, a, a gay lifestyle. Hey, we got uh, another caller, Rudy from uh, Denver. Uh, Rudy, welcome to the program.
1: Hi, thank you. Take my Do- call yeah you
0: bet you bet what's on your mind
1: i have a quick prayer request for my mother um her whole life she's uh wanted to go see the beach and get on an airplane i did that for her this weekend excellent l.a but uh you know her complications with cirrhosis. she's 12 years sober thank god and um i just she suffered the whole time there she was out of place you know Mm. she suffered she was just, yeah, well, the whole thing. I'm just asking. I prayed the whole time there, the whole time there for her, just seeing her in her state. But mm-hmm. I think more prayers would, yeah. you know, instead. Now, than...
0: now, she is your mom a believer, Rudy? Yes,
1: she is. Yes, she. Oh. Is. She herself. She sure well, does.
0: Well, praise the Lord. Well, let's. I've, I've. got. We've got just a few minutes before the program, and so why don't we just take uh, a good chunk of the rest of the time and and just pray for your mom, okay? Thank you. You betcha. Father, we just thank you. I thank you for Rudy and what a, what a great son, Lord, that you have uh, given his mom to just take her out to be able to, to see the ocean. Lord, what a blessing to, uh, to be able to have the sand uh, underneath her feet and to uh, just uh, feel the water perhaps to see the water and to smell the smells and uh, uh, of the sea and, and to experience that part of your creation, Lord. And uh, Lord, while she, she is uh, suffering, Lord, she has that in her mind and in her heart. But uh, Lord, at some point we know that uh, that she's going to be whole, that, that she's going to be, as, as all who suffer, uh, whole before you to enjoy everything that you make and everything that you create. Uh, but in the meantime, Lord, we do just pray. We pray for relief and that you would just touch her and that you would help her and you would comfort her. We thank you that she knows you and and uh, Lord we just pray that you just give uh, Rudy wisdom uh, as he ministers to her and just uh, continue through this time to draw them uh, both uh, even closer Lord to you. Uh, we love you Lord. We just thank you so much for your faithfulness. We thank you for your goodness and as beautiful as all this is though it has been uh, marred by the hands of man we know that. Uh, that Lord, you're going to come and you're going to return and you're going to right this world and you're going to reign and then ultimately uh, it is going to be recreated uh, perfectly once again. We look forward to that time. We love you uh, in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen.
1: Amen. Thanks
0: so much. Hey, you bet. Thanks so for calling. Thanks for calling, Rudy. Uh, God bless you, brother.
1: God bless you too. See ya.
0: See ya. Hey, folks, uh, we are winding down here pretty quickly. If you want to join us again, put that number in your phone for tomorrow, 303-690-3000, or to text 720-336-0897. Lord willing, I'll be back with you tomorrow. Jason Vandeveer here uh, with you on Calvary Live, and uh, look forward to then. But until then, uh, God bless you, and have a great night.